whole time I was back there, I was like, I don't know if it's going to be up there. This almost feels like the spot. It might be here. No, okay. 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 I was driving here and I saw a sign and it said soft shoulder. <laughs> I thought to myself, thank you. Saw another sign and it just said stop. I was like, you fucking stop. Very flirty signs. Very flirty signs. And the next sign I saw, it was just like, hey, I know we just met, but like, I really like your body. And like, I think that, like, maybe we would hit it off sometime. I was like, whew, a lot, a lot from these signs here in San Francisco. Wow. Uh, McDonald's is my favorite restaurant. I know it's not like the cutest reveal, not like the cutest thing about me. Um, but I've never once left McDonald's thinking like, I think the chef is having an off day. Like they've got the B team in there. Not one, every time I'm like, God fucking damn it. Again, done it again. Um, my, my, favorite, my favorite parts of that joke are referring to McDonald's as a restaurant and um, mentioning a chef. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I feel like there's this unwritten rule with people who are in relationships that when they're drinking, only one of them could be having a good time. <laughs> like the moment one of them lets their hair down and like makes eye contact with another person or like dances, it's like, David, what are you doing? Get back here. We talked about this. It's going to be my night. David sit, <laughs> David stay. It's nice for a moment over here, remember that moment? That was sweet. Uh, this is my impression of, this is my impression of the man on the neighborhood watch sign. It was this. That was that was indulgent to do it twice just now. Oof. Um, hmm. Nice. I feel like pine cones are the sequins of the forest. I won't lie. Like I I do like it when you laugh. <laughs> I do prefer it, but like the, that that silence, it's almost it's almost sweeter. It's like we could you imagine not hearing the raindrops now? <laughs> Shh. Shh. <laughs> silly. Uh silly raindrops. Um, hmm, what else? Oh, I was at a bar recently and a man sat down next to me and a couple minutes later he leaned in and was like, am I bothering you? I just have to say, like, if you ever find yourself asking another person that, you're probably bothering them, but, but what happened next is what was really troubling and it's, 
it's what's hard to even uh, relive and share with you all because what happened next is I found myself saying things to him like, cool leather jacket. Um, okay, decadent, indulgent, but like this, this was the moment over here when I was kind of like in the corner, so. Okay, uh, this has been, this has been, um, this has been something new. So thanks everybody, bye. Yay, Clapfield, yay. The concept of feedback is so scary to me, but I'm here for it. Anybody have any questions? Oh, okay. Uh, I love the bit where you're like, you know, when you have a relate, like you have a partner, your boyfriend, I don't know what you're saying, but uh, you go on a date and you're the only one who gets a drink. I want you to sell it to me. Pretend you got a cup in your hand. You're the fuck up pregame that day. I, I was. That's what I was picturing. And you said you let your hair down. I don't know, maybe because I'm a typical guy. I want you to like to burp, like I'm at the party with my boyfriend Charles. <laughs> Charles watched tie my hair. I don't know. Like I want you to tell me more yeah. story about like you getting drunk when you're, you know, yeah. you know, in the relationship. I don't know if you're a good drunk, a funny drunk, or your partner's a funny drunk. I don't know. I, I thought you were gonna tell me more about that. Yeah. Uh, what else? You're you're likable on stage. That's a good thing. A lot of people are not likable on stage. Uh, no, it's true. It's long, you know, I've been doing this a long time. Um, what else? Uh, keep going. Just keep writing. Yeah, you're welcome. I like the um, with the signs. I thought you could do a whole bunch of signs like slow, wide turn were the <laughs> two that came to mind, and and act them out. Yeah. I thought that would be good. That would be fun. I you tried a couple different ones. Those were the ones. Okay. Uh, that joke too. I think the last joke. I think that's the that's the like that is that it's super actually. Uh, sexually suggestive signs just make it more, more apparent because you were like, uh, I really like you, and it could be like, girl, I see you, yeah. <laughs> or or something. All right, very good. Thank you, Haley. <laughs> Yay! And you next comedian. Comedian, come to the stage, please. Give it up for Dominion. There he is. Yay! Oh, Laura thinks I'm a piece of ass. She's like coming to the stage. <laughs> thanks, I'll play that ass shaking music. All right. <laughs> Not going to happen, Laura. And just because I'm just. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, um, Mutiny and Lauren. I think you're doing a really good job, and everybody. I'm enjoying being here with everyone. So uh, why is the ocean salty? <laughs> because the sky is bigger. All right. Yeah. That's, um, so everyone's familiar with the Escape from Alcatraz Triathlon? It's an event where 2,000 athletes start at Alcatraz. They swim a mile and a half in cold, choppy water to San Francisco, then ride a bike through the city's hills for 18 miles and finish the race running an eight-mile trail. Yeah. Years ago, a 40-something-year-old who's not so handicapped for missing one arm placed in the top 20. Yeah. 
The guy was interviewed after the competition and quoted saying, I would have finished sooner if I wasn't swimming in circles at the start. Yeah. What do old television sets and women share in common? So terrible. <laughs> when they start acting up, you can usually go back to watching the game in peace after a good smack. I know. Oof. This is terrible. This <laughs> is bad. Um, so a lot of new comics have jo talk, tell jokes about jerking off. I'm going to talk about picking my nose. Yeah, I, I'll admit it's an unsavory habit, but it feels really good. And when you have wide nostrils, it makes rum and drink around super inviting. I'm also a switch picker, so I can pick as equally well with both hands. Uh, but I hate when I cut my fingernails because I hate when I cut my fingernails because that's when it's the hardest to get a clean pick and flick. After cutting my nails, I usually have to reach really far and have to. I have to really reach and stretch my end. Not asleep here. Hold on for a moment. Damn it. All right, I want to scratch that one. So anyways, I'm from a dangerous part of the East Bay called the East Bay. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bleak. Um, when I leave San Francisco after spending a day here, then going back to the East Bay, it's like coming down really hard off drugs. Um, after spending a day here where there's museums and culture, you go back to where the bay is spelt B-A-B-A-E. Yeah, you go from grand openings to grand closings. Saw three of my East Bay friends on uh, Facebook dressed in flannel, uh, head to toe, and they were all headed to a pajama jam, and the post read, go outside and enjoy the colors. And I said to myself, no, I'm going to stay inside and avoid the gunfire. Yeah. You can't really go too many places out there, ever. Like, when the sun goes down, be in the house. Because fuck Freddy Krueger. <laughs> they, they don't sleep out there. <laughs> Fucking Tweaker City. Like, you guys have it good with the homeless out here in San Francisco. At least they just attack their own. everywhere like packs of pit bulls just around the fucking corner at any fucking moment getting ready to attack someone's mom comes out the fucking front with a gun and a frying pan it's like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> that's like everywhere like i said a dangerous part of the east bay called the east bay are you from the east bay ma'am okay you look like you offended me and that's okay <laughs> That's okay. All right, everyone. Well, have a good night. I just kind of bullshit on that last part because I fucked up a booger joke. Have a good one. That's oh. Thank. That's I'm my time. Short and sweet, like my penis. All right, great. <laughs> thank you. All right. Minium, thank you. Anybody have any comments? Do you have a comment? Anybody have any feedback? No. All right. Give it up for Dominion Sims, everybody. Yay. Is Ray Khan here? No? Okay. Then your next meeting is Spencer. Is he? Spencer Devine. Yay. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Woo. <laughs> Oh, man.
to see him. We don't mind while he eats a praline because we know he's been watching him and just waiting to eat one. I don't I don't care who wins that race. Everyone loses. But fuck you guys. Ah, ah, oh my god. Um so this was a joke for Ray, but he's not here, so he'll I'll tell him that I told it on the radio. And then he'll come to the show and I won't tell him about it. And then he'll have to listen to it later. Um so this is my impression of uh, six geese allaying. Thank you. <laughs> oh shit, Linda! It's not what it looks like. It's not. Oh no, these we're we're just flying south, Linda. We're just flying south. Don't worry about it. Okay, thank you. Um, I think that mythical creatures are safe at because every time. Someone believes in a mythical creature. There's some know-it-all asshole who uses science to explain it away. So uh, someone's like, "Oh man, I love unicorns." Wait a minute, did you know that unicorns actually existed? It's probably just the narwhal, you know, because they got the horn like that and they just got confused. Okay, fine. Uh, oh man. Oh man, do you did you know do you know about uh, um you know about Bigfoot? Well, I believe in Bigfoot. Actually, did you know that Bigfoot is actually was just a pile of wigs in the woods? You know, it's like it, I, I I God forbid that you see anything magical because it's just gonna get explained away. You're like. Oh man, I was abducted by aliens, and then someone comes along and they're like, "Oh man, Spencer was molested in ch in Chile." <laughs> oh no, that's why the cows are so afraid. Uh, I hate when I because I, I, I smoke cigarettes, and I hate when someone's walking by me on the sidewalk and they're like. <coughs> When your smoke's not going anywhere near them, because it's just a passive-aggressive way of saying, I don't like you, and I'm going to light you. Now, I secretly hope that one day someone's mocking me enough, and that turns into an actual coughing fit. And then deep somewhere in their subconscious, it unlocks a new kink that they didn't even know that they had. And now they can never get off unless they're coughing. And... And eventually they smoke the cigarettes because it's the only way to keep up with appearances. They can't let people know that they're a deviant. Um, people say that cigarettes are going to kill me, but you, you know what else could kill me? Literally anyone or, or anything at any time for any reason. I don't know you people, not really. Uh, yeah, I find Maurizio could be in the back like, oh, today was the day of my father's death. 25 years ago, he was killed by a dick joke. I swear the first dick joke I hear, did he just say erect to DVD? Bang, 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 and that's how I die. And Mauricio did it. Just so if the, if the police ever listen to this radio show, you'll, you'll know.
they're like, Spencer, if you smoke cigarettes, you can't, you can't go, you can't go skydiving. You know, they won't even let you take cigarettes on the plane. I'm like, what the fucking arm in it? What, how long am I gonna have them? It's just gonna be like, <gasps> you know. And now there's a bunch of geese smoking, and they needed the image boost. That's cool. Not even the people who invented skydiving wanted to go skydiving. They were crashing. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, we need a hobby fast to live. You think the first guy who was running with the bulls wanted to do that shit? No, he was running from the bulls. And someone's like, oh, hey, can we join you? And he's like, no, I'm dying. Uh, and that's that. I've been Spencer Devine. Thank you so much. Yay! Spencer, I love the thing with the six feet. I love the act out. That was great. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't wait. All right. Your next comedian coming to the stage is new to the area, and please welcome him, Dakota Price. Yay! Hello, hello, everyone. It's me, Dakota Price. And uh, I just want you all to know that I'm imagining you naked, not because I'm nervous, but because I like it. All right, I'm looking at you. <laughs> no, it's going to get awkward up here, man. I'm here to ask the serious questions, man. And uh, one of those serious questions I like to ask is, uh, have you ever had macaroni so good it fucked your mouth? Well, I have, though I often have sexual experiences with food. By that I mean I end up in the corner covered in greasy fluids, sticking my finger in the pizza box like, oh, you dirty bitch, what did you do to me? And then my asshole hurts afterwards. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm from the South, I have a Southern dad, and I have a hippie mom, so I just gotta deal with the weird shit like, you know, I'm spiritual, you know, and uh, you know, uh, my mom passed away a few years ago. It was kind of sudden, kind of crazy, out of, out of the blue. And my dad, <laughs> he just immediately went to witchcraft. Like, he was telling me six months ago, he was like, so, son, I'm going to go down to New Orleans, and I'm going to get me one of them voodoo priests just to bring your mom back just for a day so I can have sex with her one last time. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this information, father. No, man, I grew up with some fucking weird parents. My parents were young, man. They were really young. They were, uh, they were in their 20s when they had me. And uh, that just means that I've seen my parents fucking more than I probably should have. <laughs> like, they were like horny teenagers, man. You leave them alone for 15 minutes, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, uh, you know, being from the South, I'm told not to talk about things like uh, politics and religion. But I want to talk about religion because I think that shit's fucking hilarious. Like communion, right? We know what that is. The Lord's Supper. Why are we having the Lord's Supper for breakfast? Uh, anyway, no, it's the, it's the blood of Christ and the body of Christ. And uh, we spend all this time talking about the body and the blood, knowing that they grant our salvation. But what about the come? What about the come of Christ? What can that shit do? Is that how you get Baldwin's? No, uh, I even know how we could serve it at communion. It could come in, uh, any, anybody ever had a toaster strudel? <laughs> just the, the, the packet with the, the icing, you just, you know? <laughs> no, uh, it's a little gay, you know? Nothing's gay in 2022. 
No, y- y- you can't just have one letters. It can't be gay like 90s gay, you know? Like, I could watch this guy suck 10 dicks, least gay shit I've seen all day. You need more letters, and you need to get your game up, and you get it going. No, I love it. No, I, uh, you know, everybody has their number when it comes to, 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 to sucking a dick. Uh, you know, mine is fluctuating right now like the price of Bitcoin, going up and down. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's getting real weird up here. Um, <laughs> so I just want to tell a real quick story. Uh, this is something I've been working on. This is a true story. So the first time I got caught smoking weed was the same day my dog died. Yeah, I was 12 years old. That's a young time to be smoking weed. But I stole some pot from my mom, and I was smoking it in the bathroom. They were. This is in the time when children left their. I mean, parents left their children home alone. Uh, so I was smoking my mom's weed in the bathroom, and then my little sister comes up to me, and she's like, "Bubba, there's something happening under the house." So I'm like, "Stoned. Let's go on an adventure." I look. And it's a coyote that had eaten my dog. Yeah, horrible, brutal story, right? And uh, I'm high. Imagine a, t- a high 12-year-old having to deal with this. I went and told my, uh, I went, <laughs> I went and called my dad. My dad came, killed the coyote, and I had to bury my dog. We were all solemn and going inside. He goes in the bathroom. Dakota, what is this? Oh shit! He found the weed. My my mom's pipe. Everything. You know, he, I've been caught. I've been busted. Right, so being from the south, I got my ass whooped with a belt, you know, you know, uh, good old physical punishment, whatever. But you know, it, my dad always did this thing. He asked me, "Do you know why you're in trouble, son?" And I'd have to give him a real answer. I told him, "Because you caught me smoking pot." I said, "No, because you stole your mom's pot." And uh, thank y'all. That was my time. Anybody have any comments? Yes, any comments? I do. As a matter of fact, I have something to say. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, dude, real funny stuff. You um, you had to bury the dog, but you didn't tell us what you did with the coyote. <laughs> so I think you should do you something about the coyote. Other than that, it's really funny. Um, God bless. Thank God. Merry Christmas. Anything else, guys? That was a that was a great story, Dakota. And I was just going to say what um what you said to your father when what do you want me to do, Dad? Have an act out about that when when he's yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. I get yeah. you. That's and cool. I don't know what Baldwin's are. Oh, the Baldwin's. Uh, like uh, if you have the come of Christ, it can turn you into like Alec Baldwin, one of the Baldwins. Oh, know. okay. Yeah. Right. I don't know, because it's magical Christ it's come. Magical. It I does weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any any other comments? Yeah? Uh, no? So expand on the powers of the come of Christ. Just really get into the lore of how powerful the come of Christ oh could yeah, be. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the feedback, guys. Wait, one more. (laughs) You could come in flavors, too. (laughs) God, I love you, Lauren. (laughs) 
All right, Dakota Price, everybody. One more time. Yay! Your next comedian coming up is Sam West. Yay! Oh. All right, everybody. I'm going to uh, try reworking a few things, but mainly actually trying some new stuff. And it's been on, the, on, on deck for a little while, and I was like, it's a little iffy. So bear with me. Monday night. I'll start off with a silly one. People ask me, Sam, how do you get so strange? To which I explained to them, well, I grew up and I ingested copious amounts of whiskey and tobacco. Luckily for me, it was just a candle. We've got to slow it down with all the different subscription services, you know? 15 bucks a pop, Redbox, Discovery Plus, Peacock, and that's just OnlyFans. See, I thought that was a little hacky because it was like very, I, I know the formula. Uh, I love feedback, by the way. Um, I'm not into th promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. Had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. I really like the guy, but he made everything too kinky. Like one night he asked me to role play as Elmo. I said, eh, not really my your mean Elmo impression, you know. I, Elmo likes that. You know, I, I can work with Elmo. But he never told me what he was going to be. And I had to find out halfway through coitus when he turned around and said, I'm a real boy. That one's very interesting because that kills at bars when there's like one guy to tip it off and then it bombs everywhere else. <laughs> uh, all right. Growing up, I'd go to the same fair every year, and this creepy carny would always comment on how tall I'd grown. One night he asked me to go in this little tent with him so he could measure me. I said, sure, at which point he took his dick out and held it over my head. Now I think he might have been a pedophile, but I'll never know for sure, because after he measured me, he shook his head and said, nah, man, you're not tall enough to ride. All right. On the way here, I walked. Had to go to the bathroom, so I stopped by a gas station. I said, hey, man, can I borrow the restroom? He said, no, sorry, dude, employees only. So I got smart with him. I said, hey, man, can I get a job application? I think he figured me out, but he gave me a chance. He said, I'll tell you what, if you can clean this restroom and make it cleaner than it's ever been before, you got the job. I said, I'll take you up on that. I went in there, and I destroyed that bathroom. I took... I took the biggest, most brutal, sh it, it was like a muskrat on the side of a lake. I was pissed at the guy, so I didn't even flush. I was, fuck this guy. Anyway, I'll spare you more description, but the moral of the story is I'm seriously questioning that gas station standard for cleanliness because I got the job. I'll end it with this, all right? One happy, we'll, we'll do some ourselves. We'll do a silly joke, okay? Uh, my mother tried to commit suicide when she was young. <laughs> Here's what happened. She got real drunk, got behind the wheel of a car, drove into a tree. Luckily, she walked away unharmed. And to the amazement of everyone, about three weeks later, found out she was pregnant with the beautiful baby boy you see in front of you today. But I've always wondered, had she known she was pregnant, 
Would she have still have had those drinks before the attempt? All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> have a good night. Sam West, yay! I think you should say, um, be specific. Should should she have had those six beers, or you know, and name it type of beer or whatever, been specific. Um, uh, also, one other thing I love is is the Pinocchio thing. Is it a line? I'm a real boy now. What did you, if you say now at the end, meaning because you had sex with him, now? Okay. Um, I felt like Elmo was a little bit of a throwaway. Um, because you did do a good impression of it, but... I feel like there's more tags that could come from including that in the joke. Um, it just could be more of a part of the joke. Or you could be like, he made me role play a cookie monster and wouldn't let me swallow. Um, I mean, but I also think I do see the potential that that act out could be really fun. This, regardless of what to of what parties are what whatever you're role playing it could change so yay one more time for Sam West <laughs> and your next your next comedian is Mauricio yay yay Give me all the love, yes, oh my god. White people arguing about magical coming shit, man. I cannot believe how outnumbered I am in the mission. This was La Mission. <laughs> all right, too soon, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm actually old in comedy years. Uh, I remember performing here back in the day when it was uh, Pirate Cat Radio. You guys remember that shit? Yeah, Pam Benjamin was like a barista, and I got like a monkey, uh, mocha bacon latte. I was like... I was like, wow, that was a, those were, that was a trip. I was like reflecting, walking down the street. This used to be one of the most dangerous neighborhoods ever, especially if we were Mexican. You know what I mean? Or like walking through here with a Dodger hat, and they'd be like, "What the fuck do you represent, homie?" And I was like, "Dude, this is a fucking Buddhist jacket. You know, I represent reading. I don't know, enlightenment." <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I've been uh, living in Hayes Valley for a hot minute, so I'm woke. You know, so I'm gonna slow my speech down for you, dumb sons of bitches. You know. That's I can easily say that about San Francisco. You dumb sons of bitches do not fucking read, right? You guys are so scared of education, you put Barnes & Noble in Emeryville. I was like, God damn, man. I'm a Seattle guy, and Seattle is just down the street, you know? Go in there, read for free, and then get home in time to watch Frasier on syndication. That's how I get down. Yeah. Ah, good stuff. Good times. Reflecting, man. Ah. Uh, th this does frustrate me a lot, man. One thing that does piss me off is I'm noticing right now that stand-up comedy is getting gentrified. There's motherfuckers that work in tech trying to do this, right? This is insane, you know? Like, they literally go to a nice house. They're like, don't do this. If you have a nice house and a nice relationship, go do that, man. Like, we are, <laughs> I'm fucked up in the head, man. This is it. This is all I got, right? Yeah, man. Like, oh, my God. And then I hate when they, like, start complaining on the Internet for, like, certain posts that I posted. Like, I actually pissed off a liberal white guy because I, I dissed Guillermo del Toro, Mexican director. 
He's like, man, you're wrong, man. I was like, dude, you're not even Mexican. Like, dude. Like, and if he actually hired more Mexicans in his fucking films, then I wouldn't have to fucking diss him, right? I'm sorry that he sucks too much British dick, right? I can't respect that. My fucker's from Jalisco, man. I'm from fucking Sinaloa country, you know? I don't eat goat. There are differences, man. I would love to stab that man. My name's Spencer Devine. <laughs> Radio Universe. <laughs> Uh, one thing I like to talk about is I almost died for a fourth time. This is it, number four. I almost died from internal bleeding one more time. Damn right. I only respect comedians that almost died. If you haven't done that, you're probably not that funny. You should quit. <laughs> yeah, almost died for a fourth time, man. Lucky number four. Uh, I'll never forget the best one that I almost died. Uh, it was uh, actually like the first one back in Seattle. That's my most priceless one, my favorite one of them all. Remember, I was like at the park smoking DMT innocently with my friends, right, you know? And uh, and then we have one of my friends started talking about like portals to like different dimensions. I was like, yeah, this is where I gotta go, you know, <laughs> right? So I start getting to the street corner, and this uh, the nice white symbol right tells me to cross the street. Then a normal sized white lady in a big SUV hit the shit out of me. That's crazy, right? So it knocked me out for a little bit, right? So in a dark place, I saw a white light, right? And I was getting closer and closer, and I heard a voice like, Mauricio, you have to go back. Your friends and family need you. I was like, but I don't like my family. They're all horrible people. And my friends are full of shit, man, all right? That's a horrible fucking place, man. I want to stay right here, damn it, all right? I was like, you owe me, universe. I was a really nice person. I want to stay here. You owe me a naked chick on a clan with two angels flying. God damn it. And then I came back, I was like, no, right? And I woke up in this white woman's arms, like, are you okay? Do you need to go to the hospital? I was like, I'm Mexican, I'm used to suffering, so I'm just going to go have a beer, right? And then I performed at a shitty gig in Tacoma, Washington with a little blood dripping. That's so much I love comedy. All right, was, man, uh, whew, all right, man, that honk throws me off, man. I don't know what that means. I'll just keep doing 30. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you. My name's uh, Spencer Devine. Hey, Mauricio. I love the Barnes & Noble in Emeryville. That was great. I don't, uh, I don't know who this Spencer Devine guy is, but he, he sounds handsome. Keep bringing him up. Very funny. I love you. I'm going to get some of this, uh, these pecans. Okay, your next comedian coming to the stage. Please give it up for Art. Yay. Art G. Hello, everybody. Guys, we're here on the rainy day on a Monday. Let's give it up for us, huh? Yay. Yeah. Rainy day. Guys. Guys, I feel like I'm getting older because when I'm out with my boys now, we'd be talking about old people shit, you know? Like, we talk about the recession. We're not talking about the economy, just our hairlines. Fucked up. Inflation has fucked everything up, hasn't it? Food prices, inflated. Beer prices, inflated. Men's heights on dating apps, inflated. Fucked up. A little bit about me, guys. I'm an immigrant. Uh, I was born in Armenia. Then my family moved to Russia. Then we moved to the United States when I was 12. We moved here. I had the summer to learn as much English as I can before the school year started. And the advice that I got was to watch a lot of TV. 
because you hear people talk English on TV, you start picking up on the language. So I did. All summer long, I was watching TV like it was my job. But it was weird because I was starting to understand people on TV, but not in real life. Turns out I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. Ay, Dios mío. Telemundo presenta Uno Telenovela. I don't know, man. I was flipping through the channels. I just saw the Hot Weather Girls, and I was like, no, mama's way. This is the channel for me. I don't know. Being an immigrant is hard. Um, you know, you come to the United States, you don't know the language. It's a huge culture shock. It's hard to assimilate. Everything's so different, you know? And a lot of immigrants relate to this, no matter where you're from. But I have this one coworker that always wants to relate to me on immigrant shit. She always wants to remind me that she's an immigrant herself. And it pisses me off because she's from Canada. Toronto, Canada. See, three years ago, my country was fighting a war. And three years ago, Toronto, Canada was fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. It just, I, I don't think it's the same, you know? And I'm kind of fucked up. You know, I grew up in Russia, so sometimes I think like a Russian. Because I look at Canada and I'll just think to myself, how come U.S. hasn't invaded them yet? Guys, um, I need to pull out my notes for this one. Um, the most badass thing about me, guys, is that I've been arrested and I went to jail. Yeah. The most dumbass thing about me is that I've been arrested and I went to jail in San Francisco for weed. And here's what's stupider. I did not get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. No. I did not get arrested by a California Highway Patrol officer. No. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. You know how embarrassing it is getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute teacher. And I did not know they were allowed to do that. I did not know they were allowed to do that. And then you might think, Art, that's stupid, right? Because of course a campus cop could arrest a student. Here's the thing, I was not a student. I was not even on campus. I was a mile away. It's actually true. Here's what happened. I was driving and I got pulled over because my windows were tinted the fuck out. Limo tints can't see inside. So I got pulled over because obviously the cop couldn't see my white privilege. I got pulled over, I get handcuffed. He calls for backup, and real cops pull up this time, right, SFPD? This time, I imagine he called for backup. He was probably like, hey, this is campus cop. I made an arrest. I'm going to need backup. A real cop on the other line must have been like, are you even allowed to do that? Yeah, I went to j I was, I'm going to be honest. I was like one of those white boys. I thought he was a little gangster. You know, I thought I was hard. But reality hits you so fast when you're in that jail cell and you got to make your one phone call. You're just like. Mom, please don't get mad at me. Could you pick me up from 850 Brian, please? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's do some new jokes. Um, I'll go back to uh, talking about being an immigrant. One, one of the hardest things is like the culture shock. One of the biggest culture shocks of coming to America, which is seeing like strangers smile at you. They don't really do that in Russia, right? Especially men. Men in Russia don't smile at other men. It's too dangerous. Because somebody might think you're gay, and in Russia, that's five to seven years without possibility of parole. Can't risk it. The uh, sexuality is a spectrum, right? I think homophobia is as well. Because in San Francisco, if you call somebody an F-word, you're a ho homophobe, rightfully so. But in Russia, you call somebody an F-word, you're progressive. 
That's it. Thank you, guys. Yay, RG, everybody. Anybody have any comments? I love you too, Mark. What do you love about me? <laughs> Thank you. I didn't expect you to seriously answer the question, but thank you. <laughs> I love it. Surprise. I tried taking your feedback. I think I need to work on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hit up my friend. I was like, can you tell me what they say in the beginning of the telenovela? Yeah, I need to figure it out. Oh, yeah. That's good feedback. Their F word. They said, okay. Yeah, I thought you meant fuck too. What was that? I thought you meant fuck too. Okay, that's yeah. good feedback. I just, I'm just scared to turn the crowd away if I say fag on stage. Do it? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, this is on air! I'm gonna get fired. Sorry. Well, um. <laughs> the other F word. Okay. Oh, we'll try it. Yeah, yeah. Like a radio. This screen person. Yeah, that works. That works. I like that. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a shitty actor. This is Campuscope. <laughs> Over. I like that. That's really good. That's really good. Thank you. Anything else? <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Uh -huh. All right, thank you, guys. RG, everybody. Yay. <laughs> We have two more comedians, and next one coming up to the stage, give a warm welcome to Kyle Marcy. Woo! I was, uh, I was watching, you were talking about Canada. I, was, I remember watching those Canadian truckers protest all the COVID stuff last year, and I remember thinking, like, damn, I, d I did not even realize they had Republicans. <laughs> like... Like, maybe, I think that's why we haven't invaded them yet. We just assume everyone up there is a pussy. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you had to ask me what a Canadian, if you had to ask me what a Canadian conservative was, I would just assume it's someone who refuses to say sorry. <laughs> like, like that's, that's as bad as it gets up there, just iPhone footage of a guy in a Tim Hortons parking lot. Just like, no, I'm not going to bloody say it. <laughs> like, you can't make me say it. You can't force me. I remember, so the truckers, they were, like, honking as a form of protest. They were honking, and they wouldn't stop honking, and everyone's getting pissed. And I remember Trudeau was like, as far as I'm concerned, these aren't even real Canadians. I was like, dude, they're making the same noise as your geese. <laughs> like, <laughs> they might be some patriots. I don't know. Anyways, um, when I was growing up, I had parents who, you know, they said the whole, like, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. You can be whatever you want. And I remember feeling like that. I felt like they were kind of full of shit because I d they were the only ones who said that. I, I, didn't, have, I didn't have any other parents. 
corroborating my potential. Like if I like my best friend's dad pulled me aside one day and was like, "Listen, you're the best son anyone could ever ask for, and I love you." <laughs> and then I'd be like, "All right, maybe mom and dad are onto something." <laughs> You're that guy Shane's dad said I was cute. <laughs> like, you ever you ever have such a hard time remembering your childhood you wonder if you were molested? <laughs> like that's that's I I don't remember growing up and I can't tell if it was because it was so boring or because something happened. <laughs> like And uh I'll be honest, I think what makes this even worse is I'm just kind of banking on maybe being molested as an excuse for all my flaws as a person. Uh, like I, I, have, I have terrible boundaries when it comes to people, and, and I don't want to take responsibility for it. So at this point, I'm just like, maybe I was molested. <laughs> like that would expl- I remember one time I had a therapist. Was, he was like, I don't, I don't think you were molested. I was like, hold on. I, I might, let's not rule it out. I might need, I ne- I might need to play this card <laughs> to a certain point. All right, we're going to move on from that. Um. I've always I've always thought it was weird that it's physically impossible to tickle yourself, but jerking off feels so good. I, I that 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 feels like a paradox to me. Like my spouse will like tickle me as foreplay, but the moment it gets serious, I got to be like, no, let me do this part. <laughs> like, <sighs> what else do we got on the docket today? <laughs> Um, I, uh, I, I feel like everything that was cool when millennials were young has aged pretty poorly. Like, we used to get bloopers at the end of every movie. Even Pixar movies, which, uh, that's kind of weird, because it's like, you just, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, you just made those bugs make mistakes. Like, that, <laughs> that wasn't organic. That wasn't in the moment. What a weird job. Like, how was your, da- how was your day at work, honey? I made a walking stip. Trip. Like, I, I'm choking on my saliva and I'm stumbling over my s- consonants up here. I don't really know what's going on, but I, 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 uh, bloopers nowadays suck. Now we get one blooper and we don't even get the movie. We just get a news article Alec Baldwin killed somebody. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Like, <laughs> at least get they, at least they finished Rush Hour 2. Like, did you honk me by any chance? Have I been honked? I'm, I'm flowing up here. <laughs> Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, it's one of those truckers. <laughs> I uh, I was at a I was at a baseball game recently, and during the seventh inning stretch, everyone was singing the YMCA. You know, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA, and just hearing that lyric over and over again, it hit me like. This song is so offensive to homeless people. <laughs> like they must hate the. All they've been trying to do is stay at the YMCA, and they can't. They can't get in. They and now they the dude outside of Oracle Park has to listen to like fifty thousand people who will never need to stay at the YMCA. Talk about talk about how fun it is. The dude's been w- trying. He's been sleeping in a tent. All right. <laughs> That's basically basically all my time. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey, yay! Anybody have any comments? No comments. I love the the Pixar bloopers idea. That was great. They're very good. (laughs) 
All right, we have one comedian left. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around. Please give a warm welcome to Sydney. Working? Oh, there it is. Okay. Hello. Okay. Hi. Um, I was. I learned. Um, I'm pretty behind on the news usually. So, but mostly because I've been avoiding it. But um, <laughs> I found out about the Trump baseball cards, <laughs> and I was like, Trump made these NFT baseball cards. I was just like, wow, we are really living in an SNL parody. <laughs> I was like, kind of mad about that. I was like. There's no way that reality um, is allowed to be an SNL parody. And so then I was like, well, how could I make it worse? <laughs> and I was like, what if Trump had tarot cards? Just like tarot, like Trump tarot cards, where Trump's face is photoshopped onto every card. And then I was like, how do I make it worse? If AI generated Trump tarot cards, you know, AI's popular and so then I downloaded the AI and it took a really long time to make them but I did make some and <laughs> they're really funny <laughs> I did bring a printout of a few um, to share if you wanted to see um, okay so You have to be very specific to the AI, um, or else it'll make him look good. <laughs> like it's a problem. But this one is the world. <laughs> um, if you input like, um, like you, you give it a seed card, and it'll like sort of generate it, off and that's it. So the world and the devil are both both the rider weight. So good. Um, and if you turn, there's the other one. If you turn some of them around, um, but there's also the star and the eight of. And then um, I would just need to make sure that you know people who don't believe in tarot or astrology stay that way. Um, so yesterday, instead of celebrating Christmas, I went around posting signs on, on the street poles saying that the moon is in retrograde. The moon can't go in retrograde. Retrograde is like going backwards. And, and But I don't know. I just thought that like people would get so upset about it. <laughs> or not notice it and continue to not notice it. <laughs> Um, but that's also an AI-generated moon, so. <laughs> Whose moon is that? Um, <laughs> nothing. That's what I uh, was doing for fun instead of celebrating Christmas with my family, because that's way more fun than that. Um, but I have a story of, of something that happened at an event uh, last month that I think is pretty funny. Um, I was at this event, and I was in the elevator, and the elevator is part of this experience of this event. And there's this one guy, and he's like, his whole shtick is like saying dad jokes, but they are getting me really upset because they weren't very funny and not very dad joke. Like, <laughs> and I'm in this elevator, it's packed, and his joke goes, 
why did Jesus die on the cross? And I muttered my answer, but I thought I muttered it loud enough, but I just thought that no one thought it was funny. And so then he says his answer, and his answer was, because he forgot the safe word. <laughs> and I hated it. And so, so I got I stormed out of the elevator pretty upset that no one um, laughed at my joke because I thought it was funnier. And, but then I was trapped in the Taylor Swift room because my friends were singing songs. And so I was in the bathroom taking selfies, as Taylor Swift does. And then the guy walks back in into this room, and I'm just like, oh, no, we have to leave immediately. The guy's back. I don't want to hear his stupid jokes. <laughs> and he, like, says his first joke. And I'm just, like, really angry at him for no reason. Um, but he doesn't know that. And I'm in the bathroom trying to avoid him. And he's just, like, like so happy-go-lucky. He doesn't even notice what's going on. And so he says his joke, why did Jesus die on the cross? And then I, like, turned around. I was real upset. And I was like, to get to the other side! Then I left. Sydney, everybody, thank you. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to do a real quick. Do you want to do No? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to do a real quick. Thank you. Give it up for Lauren, folks. Come Yay. on, one more time. Thank you. Yes. This is. This is real, just real quick, one, one thing for uh, Scotto and one thing for me. Um, my therapist says that I have cognitive distortions, but she doesn't always call it that. She usually just says, my thinking is fucked up. It's a technical term, cognitive distortions. It means your parents really fucked you up. Expect a lifetime of therapy. <laughs> I shit, I can't remember the rest of it. God damn it. All right, we'll just do this other one then. Um, this is a song that uh, uh, Scott wanted me to sing for you. I was singing this on maybe you probably guys know this one. Uh, I like to count things in my head because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, thank you, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is the real thing, not Coca Cola. That's for you, Scotto. All right, thanks, everybody. That Do you want for you? Do you want to hear the existential crisis song? Okay. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when I'm on stage in front of all of you questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. All right, thank you guys. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for coming out in the rain. This is a joke workshop. I hope it's been helpful. Thanks very much. Good night.
Coco. Get out of my way, I'm not for sale no more. This is Mutiny Radio, the show is a fan round down. Because you're hearing from John Hughes, movies we heard, Killing Joke. Yellow, Big Audio, Dynamite, Oingo, Boingo, Patty Smith, Six Six, Sputnik, Billy Idol, Ray Charles, OMD, General Public, Psychedelic Birds, Jesus Berry, James Los Lobos, Love and Rockets, Rob Boston, Echo and Bunnyman Vapors, and the Dream Academy. This is the Penguin Cafe Orchestra. Remember in an hour, we got to watch a movie with Carl and Mike, full length, on that less than an hour shit for them. Please send us money.
Yes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Clap, clap. With Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Clap, hey, clap. Mike. Hello, stinky, stinky guests. I'm, I'm glad to be once again back here for yet another week, <laughs> especially because it's the old switcheroo. Oh, yes. Uh, this is a special show, this de-stinky guests. We have... <laughs> The old switcheroo here on Let's Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl is the mastermind behind this thing. He does the theme song. He does the interview. You're going to hear a fantastic celebrity countdown. That's all, Carl. Uh, he does the research for all the movies we watch, except today. It's the yes. old switcheroo. <laughs> I have a movie. I researched this movie. Uh, you just heard my theme song. I just ripped off uh, Mickey <laughs> by Tony Basil. I just had a double clap at the end there. Perfect. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, here's my. Uh, I could do the celebrity countdown. Uh, sure. I've got to interview you. Uh, we could get to that. Oh God. Uh, no, that's. Oh, we can't do that to the audience. And what an audience, Carl. Yeah. What an audience we have here on MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream here every Sunday at Sunday at two p.m. Sunday, Sunday at two p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, five o'clock. Uh, middle of New Jersey. You're not even like north and south. You're just like if you put a line across New Jersey. <coughs> Central. Central Jersey? <laughs> there is such a thing. You know, I, I told you my mom was in New York and uh, someone said, oh, how's things in Jersey? And my mom said, fine. How's things in New York? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, we are expanding the globe. I'm here uh, California and Carl is over in New Jersey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, Community Radio is here in San Francisco. And what a great internet radio station. It has a lot of great shows for the community here, San Francisco, and around the world. Check out MuniRadio.fm for its lineup, yeah. uh, for its live broadcast. You yeah. can also get the feed there. You can put it up on your system. Also, you can donate through Patreon or through Venmo at Muni Radio. We're really glad. And they also, this, this podcast is, comes out later Sunday night as a podcast, drops as a podcast. That's why I just said this show, this yeah, live streaming yeah. show, also drops live, meaning streaming first. Anyway, Carl, what is the movie today? Okay, today we will watch Real Men 1987. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Real Men 1987. The channel we like is RVVG. RVVG. By the way, RVVG, great channel. The other movie is The Boneyard. <laughs> that's, that's what inspired me. I saw. I was looking for nice guys. Found yeah. it. Found that RVVG also had The Boneyard. And you remember last week? Uh, yes. That Psychotronic. Whoa, what a great review. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I made Carl watch that movie three times. And uh, we'll never mention it again. <laughs> so instead, go ahead, as Carl said, type in Nice Guys 1987 into no, no. your... Real Men. Real Men 1987. Nice Guys. Listen, don't don't listen to these real men. You want a nice guy. Okay, Real Men. R-E-A-L <laughs> Men 1987. Uh, click it. Look, uh, Find the link for... search. Put in your search engine. Yeah, R-V-V-G. And then when you see it, uh, go ahead and click the link. Hit pause. And I actually have a request. And, you know, I'm going to do this right now in real time, Carl. I should have mentioned this before the show. Uh -huh. Ads will pop up. What? So what we want to do is that we want to hit play, push the timer all the way towards the end. Okay. And then let it get to the end. And instead of having it autoplay to some stupid video, uh, hit replay and then hit pause. All right. So I have I found the link. I hit play. I see the UA. I'm pushing my timer. <clears throat> okay. okay. Ooh, I, I can see the whole movie. Oh, no. Yeah. Ah, uh, yikes. Is a lot of suits. What the hell? And I moved it up to, like, I don't know. I'm at 123.57. Wow. And there's the credits. Wow. And the Miles Goodman theme. Okay, let's go ahead and there it is. I'm at the end. United Artists. Okay. Okay, pause. Uh-oh, next one's at three. I hit replay, and then I hit pause. Okay, so you hit and replay, and that way yeah. it's the ads. Okay, that's all right. Cool. And then move it to left. 
Now you said, man, Mike, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of data uh, to do. Too much data, as negative line would say. So, Carl, we should give uh, one audience take a break. Yeah. Five. Yeah, go have a smoke uh, and figure this out. Carl has a celebrity comedian uh, here in the United States or around the world on the yeah. radio, <clears throat> and they are going to do our countdown for you. So when they say go, press go. Right now, you you did that uh, to the end and then hit replay and then hit pause and then move to the zero, zero. And now, when you hear go, hit the movie. All right, Carl, take it away. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Johnny Watson. Welcome, Johnny. I That's me. Yeah. Okay. Now you've been out there doing stand up a long time. You've been you do you did stuff for Saturday Night Live. I met you at Scotty's, yeah. and the, they refer to Scotty's, the management there, as, as your house. My house. Right. So My this house. is a place in which initiate what a 2015 you started there when they yeah, started. Yeah. Tell tell about me a little that. bit about the backstory of you and Scotty. Well, I was down at a club in Wildwood. Uh, Don Vito, uh-huh. amazing unfortunately he doesn't run it anymore. But um, I was doing a show there, and Keenan Laurel happened to be show. Uh huh. And they saw me a couple times there, and they liked me. And they all hit it off, and uh, before I was doing stand up, okay. So you're on Netflix right now, yes. and it's a John Lennon film, but it's not a pretty John Lennon film. It's mm-hmm. the killing of the John killing Lennon. Of John Lennon. Tell me, uh, you know, what do you, I mean, I'm a I, huge fan of that guy, and I'm not a fan of his death, no. so tell me about the film. <laughs> I play, uh, it's, it's about, it's basically, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I don't want to use this word, but it's avant-garde. You know, okay. It's a, little, it's a lot of a lot of dream sequences, a lot of fast cuts, mm-hmm. this, but it's about, you know, the, the, you know Mark David Chapman, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, it's like his story. Yeah. It's his story to... Uh, that up. skunk gets celebrated. Uh, he sure I does, doesn't you, he? Doesn't mm. he? It's terrible. There was that one with um, uh, Lindsay Lohan, and uh, there's been countless. I should know that. I'm a big Lindsay Lohan fan. Oh, really? You're the one. I am the one. It's not the 90s anymore. I you like know her. that. Right? I like her. All right, now you've moved on with film. You've got some things cooking right now, okay? Yes. We're talking about a feature here, and it's called Fly Guys. Yes. Tell us about this one. Fly Guys is a, is a film that... Uh, and John McGurk, we wrote the film. Mm-hmm. And it's about two guys who work at Medieval Times. Who are okay. big, uh, they're a big fan of a pop band. Okay. And they want to go and they love them. Every, they're obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they realize by overhearing somebody that if they become flight attendants, they can fly for free anywhere to follow the band. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, and then they go, they, they go down to the Flight Academy, you know, the Flight Attendant Academy, and, and all the, the antics yeah, yeah. happen to that. Yeah. Fly guys. Fly guys. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. Now, now, features aren't just what you're doing. You're also involved with the documentary currently. Is it filming? It's called Last in Class. Is no, that it's ongoing? Done. It's, it's done. in the can. It's in the can. Tell us about this documentary. This was a, a documentary. It's a documentary where uh, the gentleman in charge of it, uh, Matt Barber, he, uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, Bill. Bill Parker. <laughs> and uh, I will edit. What's his name? Bill Parker. Okay. He um he was 
out to find people who graduated last in their freshman class. Uh-huh, and that's you? That was me. I was oh, my dead goodness. Last. I was dead last in my class. I was, uh, yes, I was that guy. The guy. This and is the only time it's a point of pride. You get your own well, documentary. You know, you know, sometimes, listen, anybody who said I was going to turn out to be a loser, they're wrong. <laughs> well, they're right, but they're wrong. Depends on how you look at That's it. That's right, how you look at it. Yeah, from they, my was, comedy seat, you're a bit of a winner. Right, where, where they, it was the old joke. I, was, I, I made the top half of the class possible. So <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Somebody ranked above. That's yeah. right. So, um, so, yeah, so it's about that, that, that they follow around people who graduated last year in their high school class. And because I was a comic, I became a little bit more interesting than the other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, it just basically almost became about me. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's how that's done and out somewhere. You can find it somewhere, I'm sure, but uh, I don't know. Well, we'll look it up on uh, Google, and that is last in class. I also wanted to ask you about the troubles you're having with cancer. Yes. What, what I admire about you is you, you don't, shun from it you embrace it and bring it to the stage yeah well i mean i really don't have any choice i mean i don't think you have a choice you cannot talk about no, it no but i don't think you have a choice i don't have to talk about it i mean is it a coping mechanism or is it just you have to talk about it because that's what's going on in your life that's what's going on in my life i don't think it's a coping mechanism uh, you know it's, it's funny because it's yet to fully hit me that i have cancer really yes it's holy i, I look when I hear and I go to my, my doctors and I hear everything and I hear this is going on with this, it's almost like I'm watching it from, like, from your, like, if it was I you. I understand. It's so, You're it's removed. So, I'm so removed from it yeah. that it, when I take it to stage and, you know, I make it, and it's personal to me, but it doesn't, I don't feel bad or sad mm-hmm. or whatever. I feel like this is serial. It's about me. Yeah. Uh, people should know about it. I'm not afraid of it. And. Who knows, you know, as long as it's, people like it, you know. Right. I really, that's as long as it's funny. I mean, I mean, it's funny. I like it. Yeah. To be funny. Now, I've, I've seen you been be funny at Scotty's many, many times. I just saw you. It was like February 11th and 12th, I think yes. it was. Uh, and you killed. And that material killed. Yeah. So that really speaks to it, yeah. you know. Tell me, Johnny, how can people find you out there oh. on social media, on yes. the internet? Yes. I am Pretty much all over. If you go to therealjohnnywatson.com, that is my website. Uh, Good Comic is my Instagram. Also, I have another Instagram account, Johnny Watson Comedian Mm -hmm. is my uh, other Instagram. Fan Instagram. Yeah, well, who knows? I'm so (laughs) terrible with this stuff. I just merge them all together. Uh, Twitter, Good Comic at Twitter, and Facebook, uh, Good Comic at Facebook. And I have a fan page. Okay, well, we'll go to therealjohnnywatson.com, and we're going to catch yes, all of that please stuff. Please do. Now, That's true. You can just link everything. From there, just from hit a there, button. You it click. goes right. I'm an idiot. Perfect. I'm an Perfect. Idiot. Well, this is true, <laughs> but no. You're very smart to do it that way. Okay, Johnny, now everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same second we do here in the studio. They're going to press play when we press play. So why don't you go ahead, Johnny Watson, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here it is. Everybody get your fingers ready. Three, two, one, blast off. All right. United Artists, before it merged, I guess. It was on, well, you know, it, it was like bankrupt at that point. 87. I, I, this movie came out 
and then disappeared. I never knew it came out in the theater. Oh, okay. This is like the most quintessential cable movie I've ever seen. Like, if you were lucky to have cable in the 80s, <laughs> your parents had allowed you to have cable. You would yeah, watch this every day. Two stars in it of their day, you know, relatively not yeah, exactly well, A list. And, um, well, yeah. I don't know. John, John Ritter, who's going to be, they're going to do some Mark Twain shit, The Prince and the Palmer. This, there he is, but that's not him. He's Pillbox, he's a FBI. Right. And, well, and see, you got They look alike. Yeah, but come on. Like, that's the entire movie in itself. And they just throw it away in the first five minutes. This is the weirdest thing I've seen. So in the opening credits, we have a guy who looks like some other character that looks like him. He's a secret agent, and he's walking around Twin Peaks style, wearing yeah. a suit, and it's in the woods. It's Washington, D.C. <clears throat> oh, I got bloodlessly shot. Uh-oh, there's Leslie Nielsen look-alike. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, we needed Pillbox. Don't worry about it. Our computer found a Pillbox look-alike. Exactly. Happens right. to be a milk toast suburbish love in the valley. And why don't you get that Jim Belushi guy? Forget it. He's out. He's out of He's control. He's out of control. Which, wait, who do you want, Jim Belushi or James Belushi? I know there's three Belushi brothers. There's John, Jim, and James. Which one do you want? James. Yeah, so he's like... He is the only brother, right? Yeah, he's the only brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would notice a lot of the SNL people had their uh, siblings. They worked together creatively. There was Peter Ackroyd, who passed away re uh, recently. There's Brian Doyle Murray. Okay, so this is down. This has to be downtown Los Angeles, I hope, like the interior market. I thought it was like Chicago or something. This mm -hmm. music is great. Do, do, do. Like almost Klezmer. There he is, and he's hamming it up. He's like, hey, it's your sandwich for you. You could hear it in the opening credits. But let's hear the music. This is okay. by Miles Goodman. Okay. You can hear Belushi in the background. You've seen that actor before. But then, I think that's an actual butcher. <laughs> okay, well, this guy, here he is, like scary-looking guy. See, wow, it's haunting. It's like Klezmer, like it's got... Violins and fiddles and the whole <laughs> McGillicuddy. Uh, so I I dig this music and there's actually a YouTube uh, clip five minutes of of the entire track. <laughs> blink 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 blink. Wow, that was some spy shit right there. They burnt a communique. Yeah right. Okay, so they're gonna do the drop. Oh wait, where are you, Carl? Uh, producer Martin Ber Bergman just went away. He gets yanked into the truck. You are way ahead of me. Oh, excuse me. I am pausing. I am pressing play. Okay, I'm at 26. Uh, I'm at 320. I'm at 330 right now. Okay. He just, Belushi just grabbed him in the world's largest interior truck. <laughs> He's like, hey, buddy, I saw you doing some spy stuff when I was doing some spy stuff. Hey, you're a super spy guy. You're John Belushi. I mean, J James. Jim, 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 Jim. I love you, Salvador. No, no disrespect. Jim. Do you have? Can I get a light? Do you have any weed? <laughs> now you know. I have to say, James Belushi gets no respect. I love him a lot. Look at this. He's the coolest spy. He's, but it's so stupid what he does. Oh, I just shoved something in your mouth, and I'm holding it over. Oh, gold. Oh, gold. Don't you wish you had the antidote. 
Come on, Carl. If I did that to you, you'd be fucking kicking me in the groin. There's no way I could shove some whatever in your mouth and do it. We well, willingly swallow it. We've seen this movie before, and we've seen this scene before. And yeah. earlier when he was like, you can't get that guy. He's out of control. We saw that before. This whole movie is a movie you already saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, every 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 uh, scene I've kind of seen before, for sure. Yeah. It's a B movie. And Jim Belushi himself is <clears throat> doing Bill Murray. Yeah, but, you know, he was like Red Heat, I guess, was his next film. Uh -huh. The only research I have, Carl, for Mr. Uh, James Belushi uh -huh. is that I read the synopsis of every episode of According to Jim, which uh, aired on 2001 to 2008, okay. where he was like a schlubby guy and in the description with a hot wife, Cheryl. And uh, he has three kids, and he has a crazy brother-in-law named Andy, who I guess has more predominance as the seasons goes on because he shows up in the uh, more and more. Like, you know, they'll have a photo and then a description, uh -huh. and they'll be Andy eating, like, hey, what's going on, guys? You know, like every scene. Look at that. All right, so his car blew up. Are we on there? Well, Can we start over? ran up the stairs for me. Yeah, so this is downtown Los it. Angeles. Okay. Now, he by the way, his car. He, now, let's just put this in perspective. His car blew up. Right. In downtown but, Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay, so let's keep going. Doesn't nobody blink an eye. Right, he walked away from it. No cops came and said, hold it there! Wait, yeah, there's no, like, helicopters flying around because the car blew up. Really blew up. Do, 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 do. This kind of reminds me of Super Cops, the uh, way he kind of breaks out the window, like, from uh, Gordon Park. But it's, it is very cartoony. This is definitely, like, a Bugs Bunny world. It's an 80s, like, children's film with a lot of gunplay. <laughs> so look at this. He found the weird map inside the clock. It is kind of Lynchian. We had the <clears throat> Twin Peaks. So the only uh, information I got are the name of uh, Jim Belushi's strain of weed that he sells in Oregon. Ah, that's important research for the film. Whoa! Yeah. I forgot that. Look what he did. Oh, I know. He's like Spider-Man. So that actually is impressive. I said you've seen this whole movie before but i don't know that surprised me right well because it's two things it's like one it's in the trailer so it's like what the hell is going on it's like taking that context of this film offers you this Two, he actually did it yeah he actually i mean there's no like some pollution in there no no he pushed his weight he yeah he did his yeah and his uh gravity according to, he moved according to jim <laughs> okay gravity now there's so much gunplay here right he's tying his shoes while they're shooting and they're, that that uh that city is in the valley uh-huh and the truck uh Placioma. i looked it up well my years of living in los angeles uh agrees with you yeah so we know we so we went to i guess the rural parts of washington dc i guess in virginia now we're in uh, los angeles by the way, this is outrageous. So we've both seen this, and I think we're off a couple seconds, but it's all right. Uh, they're going to bust into a room, and he's going to be in bed with this girl. There we go. He's actually fucking her. Yeah. And then he shoots her. She's like, all right. And there it is. There's your tits for this movie. <laughs> you missed it. Yeah, it's like, check. One thing I like about this film is that he is kinky as hell in this movie. 
uh-huh. Jim Belushi's character. <clears throat> like he 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 goes places. So you know, he's in a chase. He breaks into a room. He has I guess consensual sex. He was enjoying it. Then he <laughs> shoots a gun. Then she really likes it. Oh look, he took it. This is so da- look. Don't you think it's just Twin Peaks? Mm-hmm. He throws it, and this has to be downtown in Los Angeles, though. He's the spy. Yeah. You'll never get away. Whatever the CIA is doing. You will never get away with it. We will. We are Hydra. Hydra (laughs) is plentiful. But there's Blue Brothers. Hydra aided. I I brainwashed. I am dehydrated. We got to brainwash them again. Rehydrate them. <laughs> so, look, there's the headshot of the perfect slub. So, this computer AI found the perfect guy. It's a headshot of John Ritter from 1987. Right, right. It probably is his real headshot. Well, they, the, IR, the IRS, the CIA slash IRS took a photo of John Ritter or Milk Toast Danny Thompson or whatever his name <laughs> is. It's not Millard Connard, that's for sure. Millard Connard. Canard, it's all a ruse. Now, these suits would make Regis film and blush, don't you think? Like, he's got the three-piece, but these are all, like, look at this. There's, like, one kind of color tone going on. Yeah, it's uh, 80s uh, style. Uh, solid colors and... But but not traditional colors. Yeah. You know, so this is a... This came out and then didn't... Do well at all. It, it aired in it's, it. It was released in two cities, <laughs> and that was it. So it was basically a video release, and it was a huge HBO rerun. And I, there's a YouTube clip of the Cinemax airing it at 10:30, like at Friday at 10 a.m. at 8:30 a.m. And this, you know, pew pew. So you know, it's a popular <laughs> kids movie. So, oh, so we missed it. There, yeah. I just saw the milkman. That guy's gonna get punched at the end of the film. It's very, that's it. There he is. So now it's Blue Velvet. God, this guy is trying. The director, right? You, you saw Elaine directed one movie. It's called Real Men from 1987. <laughs> Not to be confused with Burt Lancaster uh-huh. and uh, uh, Kirk Douglas in Tough Guys from 1987. Not the Not Tough Guys. Not right. the Whoopie Boys, which Don't I thought this was. I was hoping to. Listen, I wanted to see the Whoopie Boys. With, <laughs> Which was a, a straight-to-video movie that, that was really, really funny. Well, great title. Find... There he is, putting his ducks in his row. Ducks. He does not give a duck. He does not give a duck. I think when they shoot the ducks, he has no more ducks to give. Yeah, he's not exactly quacking up. He is dehydrated. <laughs> Now, you know, in, in the credits, his wife is listed as mom last name. Her first name is mom in this one, Barbara Berry. Okay. So it's yeah, a descriptive d- title. Well, so he came home and uh, Bobby or Billy's bike got stolen. Yep. The bullies next door took it. Yeah, now, this is actually. To I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I can get the audio. This is my favorite line. There's a lot of great lines in this movie. I mean, this movie. You can watch over and over again because John Ritter is great. And uh, John Ritter and John Belushi are great. Okay, here we go. 
don't think we right. the same show. I don't know. I don't know if you're synced up, but let me see if I can get it. That bike. I'm at 222. That's Oak's bike. There you go. That's my favorite line. Yes, that's Oak's bike. It looks kind of small for Oak. He goes, yeah, well, Oak likes a small bike. <laughs> that's a great line. That's a great line. Oak likes a small bike? Come on, man. <laughs> It doesn't make a lick of sense, but the context, you know, it's <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's Susian. It's fucking Dr. Susian, right? What are you gonna do about it? I'm a bully from an eighties movie. Oh, I accidentally judged you. How that was uh, his, my I'm so sorry. Ooh. Hey, oh. Take a nap, pal. Now, for my research, Carl, I watched in its entirety on Tubi, uh John Ritter. Behind Closed Doors, used by Reels USA, but Natalie Morales hosting. And they interviewed Henry Winkler. Oh, he was such a dear friend of mine. Who, by the way, they Henry Winkler and Jack Ripper met at the 25th anniversary of ABC television meeting. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. They were like the number one and number two icons of ABC with Happy Days and Three's Company. Because Three's mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Company was what kind of made them. It was all slapstick, yes, but there was course. like a lot of titillation. And the the you know the documentary the TV special talked to Joyce DeWitt and Suzanne Summers, and you know Suzanne Summers wasn't getting paid as much as John Ritter, but people were watching her. Mm -hmm. You know, as as genius as he was in, in that show, and they also had Larry Dallas. Did I ever tell you my impersonation of uh, Larry trying to mug uh, Jack Tripper on Three's Company? <laughs> like to hear it. All right, he goes, Jack. Three stewardess are in the alleyway by the legal beagle right outside the alleyway, 3 a.m. We should go. Regal beagle? Remember the regal beagle? Yes. That was their hangout. Right. And he would always say there was like stewardess or Swedes or uh, right. three of them. There. Rubber there. rolled into town. That was like the local watering hole, the inn. I went to a bar called the Regal Beagle. Cool. That's cool. I guess. It was because of the show. I guess it wasn't cool necessarily. Well, you know, he died on September 11th, 2003. September 11th. Oh, yeah. tragic event. Right. Well, he uh, he, he, he had a heart like aneurysm. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and it was mistreated. It was considered a heart attack. He treated it as a heart attack. He collapsed. He didn't feel well. He collapsed on stage. Right. It was a hospital across the street at St. Joseph's from the stage. And they went across and they said it was a heart attack. And it winds up it was the wrong uh, uh, diagnosis. And, right. he had a, and he died on the operating table. Okay. And he had, he had a, a brother, I'm sure his brother's still alive, who uh, later went and got checked up and discovered he had the same exact problem that John Ritter had, and he was able to have a, a surgery for it. Right. Okay. So, so that's I just, yeah. bad luck. Uh, yeah, and he's, he was 54, and he had four kids. So it was, uh, it's sad. Uh, so anyway, speaking of sad, this, they just introduced each other, and the look at them, like Bob Hope and Bing Cosby. Uh, <laughs> basically, he's saying, like, hey, I'm from the CIA, Bob. He has this great, like, draw, Bob. You're going to be an agent. 
Bob, you're going to be a CIA agent, Bob. Hey, I want you to learn how to pretend you're Bill Murray. You think that's the case? I think he's full-on James Belushi in there, taking care of business, James Belushi. Come on. Okay. Right? Hey, Schwarzenegger, what you got? Are you someone Russian? Why are you always Russian? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know what it is? It reminds me of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where it's Arthur Dan gets badgered by Ford Prefix the entire movie, you know, the entire series. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, all you got to do is take a gun. What? A gun, Ford? You know, it's kind of like, I, I give respect to this director. He did, uh, he, well, he wrote, he's kind of known for species, species, species one. I only know the German scat parody of species. But no, he, wait, uh, wait. the director of uh, the last film did species, so. Well, he wrote, this guy wrote it. Oh, oh okay, okay. The director. He, he also wrote Golden Child, which is kind of like a fantasy. Like, you know, it's a kind of a kid's adventure, ultimately. Uh-huh. Like, this guy gets pushed around by this, this magical genie shows up and says, hey, you got to save the world from destruction and talk to aliens. So, he's, so look, he's, he's building himself on like a nail gun. Right, say, hey, look, there's an assassin in your tree. You know, you would figure it'd be somewhere else. And he's looking through the garage. Just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah, well, the banter is good. I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't know why you don't like that. You don't um, think they're funny together? No, I think that Jim Belushi is unbelievable. And, like, the things he says, I just don't, like, he, he's, I don't know how to explain it. He's like such a smart ass and he he's so smug, like he's the smartest guy in the room and he wants you to know that, which means he's the most insecure guy in the room. Hey, that's a great idea. You're already helping us. Everybody knows that's yeah. bullshit spin. Even but he th- doesn't believe it. Oh, but you so you've seen this movie. You know that there's a there's a real effort in this film to make the characters change. So they switch roles a la 21 Jump Street, where, you know, Jim Belushi yeah. becomes the sensitive, uh, retrieval guy, and, and John John Ritter unwillingly. Uh, like, yeah. I, I think they're both assholes in their own right, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I th- think, like, you know, John Ritter thinks he's invincible and, like, you know, can get away with all this stuff. And Jim Belushi thinks he's invincible and then walks in a room carrying himself off like that. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you'll never hit me. There's right. so much running from gunfire in this film. You know, when bad movie night, when we would watch like a James Bond film, I would always yell miss every time someone shoots and misses. <laughs> so it would be like miss, 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 miss. Yeah, you should but, probably shout it all night. And I could do that for this film, you know, because none of the bad guy's bullets hits them. Look, but <laughs> on the other hand, look what he, But on the other hand, look what he's building. He's just got a wire hanger here. This is the last episode of Home Improvement where Tim snaps and Alex <laughs> builds himself a nail gun. Yeah. Shoots at his family. Fucking his neighbor. His neighbor was found nailed dead. Age 54. Miss, miss, miss. Miss. Hit. Miss. No, there's none. Miss, miss, oh, yeah, miss. hit. Yeah. Miss. Oh, you're a little bit ahead of me. Oh, hit the ducks. I'm a little heavy. Yeah. Damn it. Tell me when they blow up the house. Okay. The first time. Uh, I hit the button. No, wait. Now it explodes wait, again. Wait. He's waving his hand. I'm at, 
Uh, I'm at two twenty. Right. I'm at twenty twenty two. Twenty three. Uh, okay. So maybe uh, you get to twenty seven. Okay. It's like uh, I, I'm already at twenty thirty two. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm still two seconds. <laughs> All right. You keep the time. You're you're the audience's time. Okay. I'm pretending that I don't understand what's happening. Now, none of the neighbors, the cops have not been called. No, with all those uh, snipers and <laughs> the house front window blowing out and fiery. <laughs> right. I was thinking about like in the, nowadays they wouldn't have gunplay because they definitely would not have gunplay. And uh, instead, it would be CGI, like tigers or like, you know, people punching each other and throwing them against the, like, you throw them against the wall, the wall breaks. Oh, you know. Jumping uh, out of the way with the flip. Uh, oh, shit, I got to get out. I'm going to jump off this building. <laughs> you know, like, or. Parkour. Oh, parkour. I'm okay because I hit an awning on the way down. Buffer for me. Right. I fell into garbage. Oh, right. We're moving yeah, 100 miles per hour. <laughs> so so this gunplay is like of its time like i think they had a budget where they you know they can market this movie we did see boobies uh -huh. we did see gunplay uh and john ritter you know he's pretty great okay time to beat up the two time guy i'm sorry i'm kind of far from you uh tell me your time again i'm at 2201 okay so i will pause no, don't pause. You're the, you're the time. I have to catch up with you. Okay. Well, I'm at 11, 12, 13, 14, whatever. Okay, I'm a second behind. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm a second behind. So I do apologize. Well, so John Ritter, you know, it was eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter, which season two was eight simple rules. Right. And they actually carried on after he passed away. Uh-huh. They did an episode where one of the kids' character died. The dad died. And it was uh, Casey Seagal and uh, the woman from the flight attendant from, uh, you know, who I, from Harlequin, uh, who I don't know. Yeah. Big Bang Theory. I don't know her name. I just know, uh, from the HBO stuff. All right. So here we go. This is the, the big milkman theory. Yeah. We, we saw him feeding on you. Yeah. Notice there's like fresh milk. Mm -hmm. All the other dairy is, uh, just spoiled milk because the milkman's coming and pounding your wife and bringing milk, and she doesn't drink it because she just, you know, wants to get fucked by the mil milkman. <laughs> and in 1987, there were still milkmen in the valley. So they must have, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We never had a milkman, did you? I think in Fairmont.